It's the podcast that you've all been waiting for. Mm. Well, what in the hell could we talk about? There's I just, don't know. Man. There's I mean, not a whole lot going on. Yeah. Uh-uh. Not a whole lot's going on in the world of horror or anything in general. I mean, the whole country's just falling apart and uh, everybody's wanting to kill each other. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, you know, we got the biggest dumbass in the uh, office that's ever been and he has no clue <laughs> what the hell he's doing <laughs> and i'm positive that he said yeah, that to himself to hell, buddy. yeah he said that to himself a gazillion times looking in the mirror but uh yeah <laughs> you know how many times those years that he's probably had to be like god damn i wish i'd never done this I wish I'd i'm never sure got like if he's if he hasn't said that and he's crazier than than i even thought he was because who in the hell would want to touch... Oh, I know he has. Yeah, who in the hell would want to touch what the hell... I mean, this fucking... Guy, he, he damn sure has made America great again, hasn't he? <laughs> it's weird, though. It? Like, that, like, I'm sure he thought, I'll just get in there and I'll do four years. Like, when it happened, he's probably like, I'll just kind of try to lay low and do four years and then all this shit breaks yeah, and I'll out. Get, I'll get free <laughs> security for the rest of my life. He probably, that's probably yeah. his... <sighs> it's kind of funny. It's so, true, though. Yeah, but um, got all that going on. Got people writing. We got all these bands changing their names. Did you hear about uh, Confederate Railroad? They're changing the name to yes. C Railroad now. I heard that Lady Annabelle is changing their name to Lady A. Yeah, it's, I was kind of playing like, off that. What? Oh, God. Yeah, if you don't hate them enough as it is. And what the, f- like, I had to look this up. I had no clue what the hell uh, antebellum even meant. And, uh, I didn't either. It was something about the time around the Civil War or time before the Civil War or something like that. Who the hell would, like, why would you even care enough to, like, I, I don't know if anybody's going to be boycotting them that wouldn't be anyway. So. Yeah, I mean, they're about as, uh, you know, pertinent right now as confederate railroad which by the way we'll probably be changing our names like railroad sea railroad (laughs) it's sea railroad yeah i like my women and i can't call them trashy women anymore that'll offend people too no none of that would work now yeah Yeah. and i'm i'm guessing the next thing is is they're going to like completely erase the civil war from ever happening in history books (laughs) 
No, that that was just imaginary. That never went down. Yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff going on right now that I'm just like, what? And then what what makes it even worse is in the middle of all these protests, like everybody's catching COVID because these people are all like, yeah, coming together and it's crazy. creating this huge like, uh, yeah, some I just I don't know what the hell people are doing anymore. No, I mean the thing is, is like there's just so much crazy. Like I don't know what what is next for 2020. Jesus Christ! I mean, like as far as just oh, just a fucking like crazy, the craziest year since I've been alive, I think. So far, has to be. <laughs> so far, so but the weird thing about it is, there's all these people. There's 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 always this pocket of people though that's like. Whenever anything happens, they're like, well, this is the end times, and this is coming back, and the apocalypse and all that, and Armageddon. But I'm kind of starting to wonder if that's not true, man. Like, everything's falling apart. Yeah. That's true. I mean, it is. But what we're doing here, we're doing like a kind of a little bit of a test run. We did have one one big thing that we wanted to kind of touch on um, as well, but... Uh, we uh our last live facebook show we've been doing like uh or what was it on you no it was on youtube we've been archiving this stuff podcast form so we're going to include that in the last half of the show or well i don't know if it'll be half but most of this is just us testing this shit out because like i said this is the podcast style like we used to do and uh, just kind of wanted to see how it would roll if we want to continue on this way or we can do, we can do, you know, both every once in a while, not a big deal. So, but yeah, I mean the, the show this week, um, for, for right now, we're going to include the remain, I guess the, was it May the 28th episode, uh, in the next segment, but we do have a pretty mm-hmm. big segment to talk about. Uh, <laughs> now listen, <sighs> We got Before a we get started talking about yeah. this, yeah, because I don't know if you remember, but we had a similar thing happen to us, you know, about 10 years ago where we about got sued. Yeah, I think we'll be fine as long as we say, you know, uh, accused of, the accused, and don't name names. Yeah, we got to say <laughs> allegedly a lot during this. <laughs> yeah. There's been accusations reported. So, <clears throat> all right. I didn't even, I had never even heard about this story, man. No. I, I hadn't I heard anything about it until you sent me the, the link to it. And then I was like, what in the fuck? Yeah. Garrett. And hadn't even really, didn't even really know who they were yeah, until. I didn't, like, I had not heard, yeah. I would not heard much about this at all. But uh, Garrett is the first one that sent me stuff. And uh, uh, Chris is another one that just sent me uh, a lot of information on this. So. And we've we've talked about some of these people on the show before. One of these one of these guys we have talked to on the show, and I'm not going to. I don't mm-hmm. think we. I think it would not benefit us to name any names at all. <laughs> if you want to know names, no, you can just search for this shit. Now we can we can talk about Fangoria, which is the main reason we're probably talking about this anyway. So Fangoria went out of business uh what in 2016 i think 2017 i think so something around that time yeah so 
it was purchased by another company and their i guess their kind of mo is fangoria magazines are now collectibles and they're trying to get like 25 dollars a piece out of these damn magazines <laughs> Yeah, which I thought was crazy. Even subscription-based magazines. I don't know. I haven't purchased any of those. Really have no interest in looking at that shit anymore. But anyway, company also hired people within um, the genre. You know, like like the guy that we have talked to. I don't think either of us have ever heard anything negative about this guy before, ever. This particular guy. No, no. Um, and we've both had good experiences with him. but and, and he's not the only one. Evidently, there's more names that are going to be coming out there. So we'll just have to wait and see. But this particular guy, there was a Twitter post that caused all this. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Twitter is causing the world to fall apart, folks. But. Anyway, um, the post caused basically all of this shit. I think, I think the Shockwaves podcast, which this guy was a part of as well, had separated from the Fangoria. I think that had happened before, just briefly before. But nobody I think really, so too, yeah, yeah. No, I don't. I don't think many people gave a shit. I mean, if you're a fan of the of the um, Shockwaves podcast. I'd be a fan of it regardless if fucking Fangoria was a part of it or not. Wouldn't matter to me one bit. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about you. So right. if you're a fan of that, who gives a shit? I mean, best case scenario or, or you know, at best, you're going to get a lot more, like, honest reviews and stuff if Fangoria's not a part of it. Um, but anyway, the, all the accusations and stuff kind of started from there. This particular guy kind of, like... I guess he kind of hit out for a little bit, which when all that shit happened with us, we kind of did that too. I don't know if you remember that. We took the website off and this was kind of before social media and stuff, but we didn't get any accusations like this, but you know, when we got threatened with lawsuits and stuff like that. So, but he actually, yeah, came, this is a little bit different. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we were just like, you know, we just didn't want to make anything worse for ourselves because we, it wasn't like we were the ones that, that it, anything like that was directed at it's just because we were kind of getting i don't know if you think back about it now it's kind of like uh freedom of speech kind of stuff like i don't really understand the whole fucking thing now but whatever yeah me neither but i mean all this stuff like like i said i haven't read like there's a big article on um what was that website that goes into details on this and like i said i don't want to pick sides i don't know the, the the thing about the Me Too well, movement. I'll tell you, I, go ahead. Yeah, I just gonna say like before any of this, like before you brought any of this to my attention or anything though, I had watched a movie on Shutter uh, called Satanic Panic, and then about it, it probably wasn't three or four weeks later, I had seen an article. And the only reason this connected in my head was because I just watched that movie about this guy that was a producer on that movie who had been charged with sexual assault, I believe. Mm -hmm. And that was like before any of this other stuff. 
And it just brought, it kind of brought to my attention just because of the movie. But I didn't know anything about anybody behind that studio or anything or what they were connected to or anything like that. And I damn sure didn't know that it was kind of the way this article kind of describes it is, is that this studio was kind of the same way as like it was doing kind of the same sorts of things as Harvey Weinstein was doing. That's the allegations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what the it's in the article. That yeah. way. It's actually written. That's yeah. the header of the article. Yeah. So, and it was actually, I think the article's IndieWire.com. Um, and the thing is, is like, and there was a website, which I'm not familiar with the website. Um, what the hell was the website's name? I can't even remember. Birth. Was it Birth? Um, birth Movies like Death. Birth Death Movies, I think. Yeah, birth, yeah. I have no clue what that website is, but maybe that's a popular website now. I don't know. I, I'm I'm kind of out of the game, or I have been for a while. But uh, all these are allegations, and they're saying like that more. This is just like the the tip of the iceberg, if you will. That there's more stuff coming out. The one particular person, though, most of those just came from allegations from one person so far um on twitter so i'm not saying that that stuff didn't happen or or what but it's kind of like a he said she said type of thing and that's all most of this shit starts from anyway so i mean who knows who knows i guess more will unfold um on this sort of thing you know it's we don't know really uh the exact specifics of all this stuff because they don't release all the specifics of this stuff at one time. Um, that's usually how this works. It's like when you first heard stuff, uh, just to give you a comparison about Bill Cosby, it was just like rumors and stuff. And then more and more stuff started coming out. And by the time it was over with, you were like, ah, God, this probably don't look good. Yeah. But in this case, the only thing I know of for sure that was mentioned in one of those articles was that there's audio of some of these, or at least one of these, encounter kind of things that that's kind of what got all this stuff started and you know it, it i'm sure i'm actually positive that stuff like this goes on in big studios and small studios and you know independent studios and and all this stuff now whether or not it actually like went on with all these people was remains to be seen but Shit like this does happen. I mean, you know that. Yeah, it does happen. But the thing is, is like a lot of this stuff that's happened over the last couple of years, it's almost like, who can I get now? You know, so I don't, I honestly don't believe all of the stuff out there that we see. Like, I know there's a lot of people that lost their jobs um, over the last couple of years by just somebody calling them out. You know what I'm saying? And I think when it comes well, that's to... that's the weird thing, yeah. When it comes to that sort of thing, like, okay, here's another example of that, too. And it turned out to be bullshit, but the guy still lost his job. And I don't think either one of us are big fans of this guy, but uh, the wrestler uh, Enzo Amore was one of them. That was It was determined that that was complete bullshit, but he still didn't get his job back. That's so, true, yeah. So you got to look at it from both sides, and I don't want to. Um, and like I said, we've had good experiences from this particular person. There's another one that we. I don't know if we've had any personal bad experiences of, but there's another one that that 
there's a rumor that he's one of the next guys that they're going to call out. Um, we'll just have to wait and see with that one. But I don't want to name any names. Of I think the, I'm the, afraid. No, I don't want to hire lawyers. I think the part of this, the part of this story that's that's like fascinating to me though, is who it's connected to. Like, you know, it, it just is so bizarre that it would be an outfit that we actually know, and it's such a small, like, kind of niche market thing that would have these allegations pinned to it, and I. I don't think there's been, not for, uh, not, not probably since that I can think of since like a, uh, what's that guy's name from Jeepers Creepers, uh, Victor Vic, Salva, Victor Salva like a story, yeah. yeah, a story like this about somebody in the horror genre that revolved around something like this. I mean, it, that's what makes it so interesting, and like you just kind of waiting for other stuff to to start to come out too. Yeah. And I guess the thing is now the Fangoria, the magazine is on like a hiatus again because of all this. Yeah. And of course there are the subscribers yet again who have forked out. And I gotta be honest with you. I don't really have too much pity for them because you're a dumb motherfucker to pay $25 an issue Fangoria magazine. I but, can't figure out any magazine. No. And I'd pay $25 for Like, what would be in it that would be, you know, I have worth no 25 clue. I have no dollars. clue. I would be interested in just seeing what it is quality-wise. If it was like a hardback mini book or something like that, but I know it's not. But anyway. No. They've lost out their money again. And I, from what I understand, when Fangori went, went out three or four years ago, the subscribers who were subscribed then were fucked as well. So I think this is the end for Fangoria magazine. Uh, this is the nail yeah. in the coffin. Uh, I finally. just want to say though, that that has been one of the most poorly managed magazines over the past, I would say, I don't know, five to 10 years. I think of anything I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. It's like the people that they brought on to, manage that thing man jesus christ like what a collection of just i mean in my opinion just fucking fucktards <laughs> i know it the tim pone era little did we know that that was like the glory years for frank Gore magazine compared to what in the hell they've they've been through the last 10 exactly, years exactly yeah so but yeah, I mean, make fun of him constantly. We did, but got like 10 yeah, times worse. at least he halfway, he halfway knew how to run a business. It seemed like, I mean, Fangori was yeah. still kind of a name at that point, but, um, anyway, if, if you want to read the article though, indywire.com is the place to check it out. Uh, I, I didn't, I skimmed through the actual article cause there's a lot, there is a lot to go through in that article. Oh yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, it, it basically ends briefly in there are sexual misconduct allegations at this point from people within uh, the company. And it caused, like, a backlash. And basically, Fangoria is no more as of right now and birth, death, movies, whatever the fuck that is. I have no clue. I'm sure it's popular, but um, both of those are kind of hand-in-hand, mm. hand, I guess. Um, 
and um, yeah, I mean, it's evidently more names are going to be coming out. Uh, we're going to hear more on this to come, and I don't know if we should, as far as uh, you know, covering this anymore. I mean, we might may talk about it if we do like a live show or something like that, but uh, in detail, I don't know because it's kind of. When it, when it involves like possible lawsuits and shit like that, I still kind of get a little bit worried about that. Yeah, we don't want to have rehash what happened last no, time. I don't want to no, be at least threatened. I, mean, I deal with enough bullshit. I mean, my thoughts on it are, are like simply the fact that it's basically brand new. There's already been several outlets that have already reported the entire story about the allegations. I mean, I got my own opinions about what I think is probably true just based on, like, the people involved. But I ain't going to fucking share those opinions. <laughs> yeah. You can make up your mind for yourself. Yeah, we, like, pro- ahead, we, we probably wouldn't you know? even do that on a dead pit shoot interview. Probably not. No. Uh-uh. We've been threatened too many times, folks. Sorry about that. But uh, there has been, if you want to briefly uh, – talk about some other type of news uh, before we get to the main part of the show, which was our uh, our live YouTube spooktacular from a couple weeks ago. A lot of announcements on uh, some upcoming titles on uh, on Blu-ray and uh, you know special editions and stuff like that. The big one, I guess, is the big steelbook that Synapse is working on for... Um, let sleeping corpses lie or uh the living dead at manchester moor whatever you want to call it i know a lot of people are excited about that one what do you think about that well i mean when you were talking about it i mean the the initial impression was there's gonna be this big release and it's gonna be the shout factory like friday 13th set which i know by the way is still being done i mean it's either been delayed or it's will be pretty soon released but i no, they're working on it. Mm-hmm. So that that was the well, and I think thought that I had. I think that it has to be a 4K set too, or at least 4Ks with Blu-rays. Or you know, we've seen the Blu-rays before already multiple times. They've got to do something different here. I don't know though, man. Shout Factory is notorious for just repackaging shit. Like I hope they do 4K, but at the same time, like they've released like 15 different versions of shit, like The Fog, and you know. It, Evil Dead, like movies like that, Army of Darkness and stuff. Like, I, I don't know. They could just go back and do a bunch of special features and shit and release it around Halloween and just say, bug it. <laughs> That's true. But I just think, like, if they're getting it and they're going to do a big box set and they have not, Scream Factory has not done any 4K releases at all, this would be a right. perfect one to say, hey, here you go, son of a bitches. It's going to be four hundred dollars, or something, probably. Yeah, <laughs> knowing them, it would but, be. But that would be amazing. And have maybe uncut versions. I know a lot of that stuff people thought was lost, or whatever. Maybe they can surprise us with stuff like that. But Synapse, though, what we were talking about, they had the big announcement. I guess yeah. is one of the bigger ones. Is um, on September the first, they're coming out with a three disc set. Uh, it's coming out in steelbook form. Uh, the Living Dead at Manchester Morgue, which is a really, really kick-ass um, Euro zombie movie. Maybe the first Euro zombie movie in that, you know, that style of zombies. 
Um, came out in seventy one, I think. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was That's right after Not Living Dead. Yeah, it was early seventies for sure. Right after Not Living Dead, and uh, it's got some great atmosphere in it, and the look of the zombies are really, really cool. And I mean, it may have been the first uh, color, you know, in full color zombie movie too, in that style. I love, I love the movie. Uh, uh, it's got a lot of really good scenes in it. It's just one of those movies where I don't know how I would exactly classify this. Um, I, I, I'm not that like. It's not a must-own movie for me. I don't know why, but I've seen it multiple times, probably you know five or six times, and mm-hmm. I always like it. But it's just not something that where I would buy like. 10 different editions of it or anything like that that's true and it's already been released on blu-ray i know this is a new 4k uh, transfer and i'm sure it'll look freaking killer if don may had anything to do with yeah. it yeah um has a lot of special features on there the it comes with the blu-ray a dvd and a cd soundtrack and it's six thousand uh, limited to six thousand steelbook editions. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say it's six thousand dollars. I mean, like, it wouldn't surprise me. At this <laughs> well, that's the Friday the Thirteenth box set. <laughs> yeah, the four K. Oh, uh, so. oh. Speaking of which, uh, I will say this for Synapse. Uh, I bought the uh, popcorn um, steelbook. I don't know why. I've been on a kick of buying like shit like that here lately, and that was a Synapse release. And they did an amazing job on that. And I've got the Suspiria release, which I'm going to end up having to fucking buy the 4K. I'm sure yep. that's what's all coming down to now. Well, that's why but, I'm waiting on uh, this one right here. This one will be coming out in 4K too. Yeah. At some point. Might be a year or two. But, uh, so, I mean, they're, they're kind of like second to none in terms of the quality of their releases. And any of the stuff they release, the remastering of it is just amazing because Don May Jr. is one of the very few people that actually really, really know knows what the hell he's doing mm-hmm. and you know they always get faster to do the special features and so you know that's good too yeah i mean it's going to be an amazing they... amazing set it's already up for pre-order too if you want to check it out on synapse's website um tons of special features audio commentaries um you know some behind the scenes stuff tv spots radio spots the soundtrack on cd is a pretty cool thing too that I, uh, I believe Synapse and Blue Underground are both doing that now for a lot of their movies. So, um, yeah. Speaking of Scream Factory, though, there was a big announcement that I'm sure that made your dick hard a little bit, and that would have been the Event Horizon Collector's Edition set that's <laughs> yeah, going to be coming this. out on September the 29th. I think um, if there's any movie that is more polarizing between us. I don't know what it would be. I think it's this one because like, it's honestly one of my favorite movies and I think you fucking hate it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'm not a big fan of, of sci-fi horror movies anyway, and I'm definitely not a fan of Sam Neill. And this is both Lawrence Fishburne. I can take or leave. He's okay in some stuff, but uh, yeah, Sam Neill, my hatred for him knows no bounds. Uncle Bill. But, yeah, um, I actually probably will buy this because I don't think I have a good version of this movie. I think I've got like one of the very first Blu-rays that ever came out of it. That was I think it was Lionsgate. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure, but I think so. 
and they always really shit when it comes to Blu-rays, like the quality of them anyway. Yeah, Lionsgate's odd. They're, are they even releasing much anymore? I haven't seen. I was I thinking about that anything. the other day. Yeah. Yeah. But um, the, <laughs> the extras for the Event Horizon Collector's Edition are in progress and will be announced at a later date. They did confirm that it is from a new 4K scan of the film. And you know what Scream Factory is going to do. I'll throw it out there right now. When Friday the 13th, the collector's edition 4K box set comes out, then you're going to see all of these fucking movies, especially the ones oh, that last a little bit, are going to have 4K versions that'll be out, including Event Horizon. You'll have Creep Show in 4K. You'll have yeah. uh, Trick or Treat in 4K. You know, all of their big, bigger, ta- like Return of the Living Dead will be another one. So, yep, you're um, right. I just know how that company works. They're going to release that's that gonna shit. That's going to suck, though. <laughs> like, that's going to, because you know, like, their shit is expensive enough as it is. Now it's going yeah, to well, be like $40. Well, it's going to be bad, too. It's like, I could almost see Scream Factors, one of those companies that they'll just use the exact same slip covers and everything, and they'll just put like a little 4K sticker on it. <laughs> hey, you yep. know, you dumb fucks. Yeah. <laughs> You're so, right, man. That's yeah. exactly what's going to happen, though. They're going to re-release. That's all they'll do, probably. Yeah. Now on is re-release all because what else can they do, really? I don't know. I mean, right now. Uh, so we got that to look forward to. Uh, let's see any any other big Evil Dead now. Um, is that the new? Evil oh Dead? yeah, yeah the the next Evil Dead film. Evidently, they're making a, another Evil Dead movie. I had no idea about this. I didn't either until I saw the thing with Bruce Campbell talking about it. Yeah. So um, we got that coming out, um, which I don't know if they finished the filming. I'm guessing they're not filming a damn thing right now. No, and he's not going to be. I mean, he might be in it, but he's not going to be Ash in it as far as I know. I think he retired that shit last year. Yeah. So we'll just have to see how that goes. But uh, any other big developments? I mean... Yeah, I'll share some big news with you. Uh, like a dumbass, you I ain't having another Dawn of the Dead. Say it. Oh, I thought you you said you was going to have another kid or something. No, it ain't that big. But it's, well, it's actually I'm as excited about that as I would be about having another like kid. Like a dumbass, I'm going to have another fucking kid. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I just bought the Dawn of the Dead uh, 4K. I, don't, I guess you call that a box set. It's not really a box set because it's only one film, but you know what I mean. Well, I'm not surprised at all. I know you would. I haven't yet, but I probably will. The thing is, is DiabolicDVD.com, it's higher on there than anywhere else, but evidently that's the most reputable place to get yeah. it online. So. Here's the thing. There's just certain movies that, like, and I know for there's other people listening to this show that do the same kind of thing. I don't know how to describe it, but like for Adam Beck, it's a uh, maniac. And for you, I feel like it's always like going to be something like Goonies or Stand By Me. Like if they release any editions of those movies that are newer or have anything different on them, you're just going to fucking buy them. Well, I already pre-ordered. And that's always the, how. I already pre-ordered the Goonies 4K uh, steelbook from Best Buy. That's coming out in uh, yeah. September. I mean, it's just like your favorite movies you're going to do that with. It doesn't matter. Like, I'm going to buy the fucking Jaws 4K just because I've probably watched that movie more than any other movie besides maybe like Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. The Jaws 4K, evidently, too, that one is pretty amazing looking, the transfer is. 
yeah, it's probably too amazing for that movie. <laughs> I would say, like, yeah, because there's a lot of scenes in that movie where you're kind of like, eh, eh. when you go back look at it, even on Blu-ray, it doesn't look, you know, oh, that yeah. great in some shot. Yeah, I, well, the thing is, I just remember the Blu-ray, how awesome the Blu-ray looked, and the Blu-ray been out about ten years <laughs> at this point. Yeah, so I can sure. only imagine what that. 4k is going to look like and i've heard good things so far but i haven't haven't checked it out i'm more than likely going to be buying that at best buy this weekend if they're open is best buys open yeah. now i don't even know i have no uh, idea man right. i don't either being at a best buy in probably three or four years our big thing now is going to best buy and getting some 4k steel books i got sarah started oh, yeah? on that yeah so um i'm curious like what kind of 4k steel books would she buy like what movies does she look for? Uh, the big thing with her would be uh, mainly Disney movies, I guess. Which most of the time, believe it yeah. or not, like we don't even open those for a long time, and sometimes the value on those just skyrocket once they're out of print. And we've sold a couple and made some pretty damn good money just hanging on to them. So yeah, those yeah those always go out of print. I mean. That's one thing I've noticed about Disney is they'll release stuff really limited edition mm-hmm. kind of run, and then they'll go to print, and people will lose their fucking mind on eBay. Yeah, and a lot of times trying to buy them. A lot of times too, um, Best Buy has just these insane sales on some of their 4K steel books. Like they just want to get rid of them or whatever, and they'll be like ten bucks yeah. a pop, and you can buy as many as you want and resell them. So, like eventually, you can make some major money just depending on the title, like. There was one that was Guardians of the Galaxy that looked like the uh, the Walkman case that was in that movie. Uh, yeah. That thing at one time was going for like 120 130 bucks. Jesus. So, yeah. It's just crazy, some of that stuff. So. Yeah, there's a, there's a market for everything, like Mondo posters or something. Yeah. With Mondo, though, it's not really... Uh, I think that they're actually making more of those now. They about have to, man. I mean, Jesus. Yeah. But uh, speaking of which, Sarah just walked in here, and we were talking about the Blu-rays that you like to get, the 4Ks. Me? Yeah. I don't even know what the hell's out. <laughs> I was just telling you, you like the Disney movies, mainly. Yeah. So. But, um... Anything else you can think of to bring up on here? I know that we just had that one big topic we wanted to mention. Uh, I'm thinking about, because for some reason, like in the past month where we've been under quarantine, basically, like I kind of went insane and buying shit. And I'm thinking about pretty soon, like posting just like an unboxing video, which will consist of all this stupid shit that I bought over the past month. And it'll be pretty epic. It's just Blu-rays and 4K and shit like that, and maybe like a poster or two. Yeah, you can do that on, uh, I'll get your login credentials back on Facebook or wherever you want to do it, if you want to post it on there, because I don't know how many people actually have you on Facebook anymore. Yeah, it should be interesting, because there was a lot of sales that happened at these places, and I don't think, I guess right around the time this quarantine stuff happened, I'm not sure that a lot of people knew about, but it's just crazy amounts of stuff you could get around that time yeah i mean i've I've gotten just 
I guess that's one of the bad things about working from home all the time and just being here all the time is I'm just trying to think of stuff that I need <laughs> and, yeah. uh, you know, making purchases on Amazon, Walmart.com, eBay, whatever. So mailman's been busy here too, but I, I haven't thought about doing any videos or anything. I probably should have. I'll tell you something really cool that I got though. I may do a little brief video on this that I got in today because I have a ton of not only move like smaller movie posters, like 18 by 24 size, but I have a lot of concert mm -hmm. posters that are pretty much that exact size. They make these booklets or they're not really booklets. They're like, um, giant folders that hold art they're supposed to hold like original artwork and they're eight the one that i got is 18 by 24 mm -hmm. so a lot of those smaller posters um fit perfect in that and most of the stuff oh, yeah. like the concert posters and stuff that i got i'm i'm selling those on ebay so it's just a lot easier for me to uh, access but i did put some of my you know the Screen Factory posters that come with their uh, their Blu-ray yeah. collector's editions. Those are eighteen by twenty-four. They fit perfect in there. So that's a pretty neat so little weird. purchase. Though that like about concert posters, you better keep them because we may never go to another concert again. That's true. It's going to be a while if we do another concert. I would say it'll be next year at least. I don't think anything. You know what really sucks? What really buff my balls, baby? We got tickets to, the, gears. Yeah, to that uh, Railbird Festival in oh, Le yeah. Lexington, in Caneland or whatever. And they are still claiming that that show's going on. Still to this day. How? And it's coming up in, is it August? Like the first weekend in August or something like that? I know it's in the summer. I know that. Yeah. Yeah, and not only that, but those tickets were very, very expensive. I'm thinking for me and Sarah, for me and Sarah, uh, just two tickets for the whole weekend was like almost four hundred dollars. Oh, I guarantee that. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing, though, man. Like, I think it was Motley Crue, that stadium tour, or whatever. Like, it was supposed to go on, I believe, in like a month from now, and they canceled it. Like within a month so that's probably the same thing they'll do with that there's no way in hell they can try to have a fucking arena kind yeah. of style show like that well the thing is well it's outdoor it's like a big uh festival they have like yeah, two, two or three stages I mean. like thirty thousand people were there last year um all of the well not all the artists but a lot of the bigger artists have already canceled their tours for the whole summer <laughs> so it's not gonna, right even if they did try to have it it's going to be a vastly different lineup of people but so anyway, um, nothing else you can think of. We started this show a little bit late tonight, Uncle Bill. Got to say, but uh, and I blame you for that. It is my fault, yeah. But anyway, but I blame your old papa ass for not doing it yesterday. Well, I, I was, I took a <laughs> I nap. Took, I couldn't I help took it. Nap. <laughs> God damn it. So uh, yeah, this is kind of like a test run, though. We're using a lot of our old stuff that we used back in the day for Dead Pit. Still using the exact same microphones that we started doing the show with, or That's at least hilarious. I am. The damn uh, <laughs> the Sure SM fifty seven betas. They have they have done us well, baby. Um. So yeah, kind of a test run here, and we're going to include, like I said, uh, we're going to I guess take a little have a little break in between, and when we come back, 
you will hear the entire um, broadcast from 528.20 on YouTube. Um, we were talking about wrestling, talking about more about that Dawn of the Dead 4K disc and all that stuff. And, uh, yeah, I'm really trying to do more content, too, on YouTube. Um, I don't know if you've been watching, but I, we used to have like eight. It was like eight and a half, close to 9,000 subscribers at one time. And now it's like almost 6,000. So I'm trying to like kind of build that subscriber base back up with well yeah i mean trying to figure out least videos in what five years yeah yeah trying to figure out what kind of content we can put up there and uh stuff that's popular and doing reviews on uh, the creep show tv series which i've seen every episode of that now but one um we got one last yeah. review of that and uh that's a i, I kind of enjoyed that overall i mean there was there was one or two episodes that was kind of the shits but Overall, it's a it's a pretty good little show. Yeah, like I said, it's very kind of reminiscent of the Masters of Horror stuff. And Nicotero does a good job whenever he produces anything now because he's got all the money in the world from The Walking Dead. So he knew it was going to be at least watchable and good. Yeah, and uh, there's some movies that uh, uh, I've reviewed on there, and I want to do some more as well. I, I did purchase Midsummer. Which I've heard that that. Oh movie, hell! Did you watch that? No, but I mean I've heard everything in the world about it. Okay, I got that. I want to be watching that at some point. Um, and I did watch Hereditary. I'm telling you right now, if you have not seen that yet, Uncle Bill, you need to check that out. I was very, very kind of surprised by that one. I think um, I probably will watch that here in the next couple of days. Yeah, I mean, it's I not, actually watched a. Uh, uh, movie. Um, I don't know if you would classify this as a horror movie or not, but it really kind of surprised me. Uh, it's called The Hunt. I'd watched a movie similar to that probably two months ago called Ready or Not. I don't know why, but these like the idea of these movies that are like Battle Royal and um, mm -hmm. and the Hunger Games have been really popular lately. And I just those... added that on uh, Voodoo. I think. Did you watch it on Voodoo? Yeah, that's where oh, I okay. watched it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I was going to say it's weird because I just added it. But the weird thing about that one, to me, it's got the same premise as all the rest of those movies. But the lead actress in it is fucking amazing. Like, I haven't seen anybody do that good of a job. Just, I don't know how to explain it, but just the creating like a new kind of character and just the way that she's able to act throughout that movie in forever. Mm -hmm. But it's definitely worth watching nothing is new about it except for the fact that she is uh, just amazing in it there's another movie that i actually checked out that i don't know if i'll do a review on it or not but i don't even know if it came to blu-ray but it's on amazon streaming right now it's um called i see you it's got helen hunt in it have you heard anything about that no huh yeah it's kind of like um it's like a home invasion movie kind of but there's a twist in it, and it there's like two parts to it. It's like the first part is the perspective of, of Helen Hunt and her family and stuff like that. And the second half is a lot of the same stuff, but from the perspective of the intruders. Huh. So, That's an interesting idea. It's re I really enjoyed it. I mean, it's nothing like, you know, groundbreaking or anything, but it was it was pretty good. Helen Hunt has not aged very well either, though. She looks very, like, 
She looks elderly, like she belongs in a home or something. It's weird because I just watched Twister the other day, or at least part of Twister. Yeah. And that was like, what, 90, what the hell was it, 94, 95, something like that, I'd say. She definitely doesn't look like she looked in Twister, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Lord had twisted her face all into something. I don't know. <laughs> God, so, um, But uh, anyway, let us know. Um, everybody check out our dead pit, uh, on YouTube and Facebook and stuff like that. And, uh, we're trying to do more content. Uncle Bill's going to do an unboxing on, on something hopefully soon, like he said. And, uh, you know, I, it's just kind of fun getting, getting back into things a little bit. And, uh, hopefully if this podcast style works, we can do some more like this. Yeah. I mean, we'll see how it goes. It's everything else is, uh, such a friggin' hassle anymore but we could always resort to the podcast style that's true so um anyway we're going to i guess cut to a break when's the first this is the first time we've done that in a while <laughs> yes God, it's weird it's like yeah. deja vu i'm gonna find a classic commercial to put in here too but when we come back i want to play the uh entire dead pit live from uh may the 28th and uh, it's going to be a very, very long show. But uh, hopefully everybody enjoyed it. And uh, we will be right back here on DeadPit.com. You know what, Uncle Bill? Shut your fucking mouth right now. No. I want to talk about fast custom shirts. Holy shit. Well, let's talk about it. Fastcustomshirts.com provides some of the best horror t-shirts I have ever fucking seen. I don't think that you can really fully appreciate how awesome the t-shirts are over at fastcustomshirts.com until you go over to fastcustomshirts.com and look for yourself. The Hitman t-shirt Joe the highest quality of shirts that I've actually designed some of them, Uncle Bill. He actually lets the fans design some of the shirts for his site. Who else does that? Who else? Nobody I know of. But when he's not busy playing with uh, Carmen Opsy, he's busy cranking out some of the most high quality fucking shirts that you're going to find this side of any other damn whore t-shirt maker. Yeah. So check them out. FastCustomShirts.com The best there is the best there was and the best there ever will be it's a boot respect we are all the way live i am the creepy kentuckian and i'm uncle bill high how are you and we're doing a we're doing a late night dead pit out and baby dead pit live here on youtube if you will and uh we're gonna see what we can do it's been a couple weeks how long has it been we did last the, our last show about two weeks ago, I guess. It's been a minute, yeah. We were just sitting here uh, talking about horror series. And if you are you that, there? Can you hear me? Yeah. <laughs> Is Can that you hear me? Running good. I have no idea. I hope so. Okay, continue. You're good. You're good. Uh, we were just talking about um, 
like how it is that most horror series, even if you've watched them all the way through, like you can't remember that much about them except for, you know, the classic ones. But like any of the stuff like Masters of Horror, like I can remember one or two episodes of that and not much else. Yeah, I was thinking like it, we were talking about this before we uh, went live here on on YouTube. Uh, it would kind of be interesting to go back and watch the Masters of Horror episodes because I haven't seen those since they, well, I guess since the DVDs came out um, back in the day. It was like, that was some of the very first uh, DVDs we ever got sent from Anchor Bay. Uh, for review back in the day. Didn't they come in like a little, it's like the shittiest packaging ever too. Like it came in like a little um, skeleton graveyard looking thing that was like flimsy plastic. Oh, you're talking about the box set thing that came out? Yeah. 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 I was talking about the, like I guess they did the original uh, like slipcover regular DVD. Yeah, they had the, like, just like the regular ones. But I remember, like, the box set was like, I can't even explain it. How It's like when you get a thing of chocolates, like a box of chocolates, you know, the plastic that comes in it that holds them in there? That's what that was made out of. Like, it was the same thing. Yeah, I, I would imagine, like, if we were to find that at Goodwill, at some point it would not be in the best of condition. Because I vaguely, no. like, they had a few sets that were locked that though like um didn't they have like the unofficial season three was called like oh wait i see a little rotate oh all right how about now how about now yeah okay some technical difficulties baby you know it happened from time to time but when we're in deep of the dark of Appalachia. <laughs> it's so true. So, yeah, we, um, so yeah, we've got like quite a few people in here already. So that's good. And we're competing tonight. You know, it's hard. Like I was doing the, um, the auction thing, but now everybody's doing auctions. Really? Oh, so, yeah. So. It's hard to actually come up with a good date to do that without having like Sean Clark and Michael Felcher and Rob Feinstein and like everybody else doing them damn auctions. I know that Felcher was doing it and I knew Sean Clark was. I actually sat in on the one, uh, last weekend that Felcher was doing. Man, like, there ain't no way. Like there's one or two people. This is the part that kills me. There's one or two people in those auctions and they just bid as high, like they just keep going until they outbid everybody. And they'll do it on almost everything in there. And I would just think, just sell the shit to them. Like, don't even yeah. have nothing. Yeah, if it's just one person in the, you know, just send them a private message. Right? Yeah, I wouldn't even have an auction at this point if I was him because seriously, it's one of two people that win every single thing. I would just sell it. I would be like, here's the price. Like, and then maybe not have them in the auctions and just try to, like, let other people win. Yeah. 
I I don't watch that shit just because I have enough shit right now that I'm trying to get rid of, and uh, you know, there's not really a point. Why would I want no. more? No, you're right, but I don't know. I always hold out hope, like I'll find some Blu-rays or something in there that I don't have that are like, because he does have a shit ton of rare, like imported Blu-rays you can't get anywhere else, really, unless you go on eBay. I but, didn't see it. Uh, the photo of the stuff that uh, that he was uh, going to put on the last one. It had a lot of those Blu-rays that he worked on. I believe he had copies of which. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, he had the. He had the zombie, uh, I don't know if it's 4K, I think it might be the one that's just the, it's just got the European cover on the front. It's going for like a hundred, something like that on eBay right now. Um, he did have that one, but it, I mean, you'll pay the same amount there as you will on eBay is a problem. I got like, I, I am going to do this review, but I don't know if, did you ever watch Hereditary? No. Okay. You need to watch that, but do not watch it with any of them kids. I want to just tell you that right now. Yeah, I would, I kind of figured that. That is a movie that will give them little kids nightmares. That's not like, there's nothing. Yeah. I, I think that you'll love it, but I want to review it, uh, probably do a review on it this weekend. Well, it's weird because. Like, I was sitting there, we were sitting there earlier, we were watching, I was telling you, we were watching this movie called Z, which is on Shudder, and it's like a creepy kid ghost, I don't know if you, ghost movie, but, um, and like halfway in the middle of it, you're just sitting there, you know, everything's going fine, nothing has really happened halfway to the middle of the movie, it's just kind of building up, they're over at this uh, other little kid's house, and uh, <laughs> like bit of the backstory of the movie like the more that this entity or whatever is around this kid the more his behavior is starting to change and he's getting in trouble at school and fighting and all this stuff so he goes she's trying to find somebody for him to play with and she finally goes to this woman's house and like they're scared of him but he runs upstairs to where her little boy who's about eight years old is at and they're up there playing and it, it's like a two shot of them talking the, the two mothers and all like they're talking about something, and the other mother's like, uh, "I was just really scared of him, you know. I just want to protect my son." And then, like right when, <laughs> right when that happens, in the background, you see the kid like fall two stories on the banister and hit the side of like the uh, like one of the banisters on the staircase and just yeah. fall over. I'm like <laughs> sitting there watching all the kids. We're just like, the hell, like, where'd they come from? And that was like you said that was a Shutter original. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. It's a Shutter exclusive or original. It's one of the two. Well, I know that Shutter and AMC are kind of working together right now, and you may see more of that stuff too. Since, like, I guess a lot of their original programming, not only AMC but every other um, station, like especially in the fall, man. Like, what is there going to be to watch? That's Think about that. Yeah. What I was thinking about is you, all these movies that are out right now are all based on like reality before all this, of course, but like what are movies going to be like, you know, a little while in the future when they have to make stuff about this time period that where nobody's getting out, nobody's like really doing anything. 
to be honest with you, like if, okay, like three months ago, if someone was to tell you what in the hell we've been through as a country, nobody believe it. It sounds like a freaking like horror movie in itself almost. It's true. So, and that as far as movies, movies go, I know movie theaters are going to be opening back up soon, but what are they going to play? That's the question everyone's asking because a lot of the big blockbuster movies, those have been delayed another year. And I don't know what, what's going to, are they going to actually have like older movies, um, screening, which they can do, you know, all these are digital theaters now. They can, you know, beam up whatever the hell they want. It's just, that's just one of the many things like the whole coronavirus, you know, I mean, Sports, how's that going to work? You know, going, I think that, I mean, yeah, I think they'll just go ahead and like, they'll have sports without a crowd probably, or they'll have it with like a limited crowd where you can only get, you know, probably 40% of the capacity of the place or something like that. Like that'd be something. Yeah. It's going to be interesting though. I mean, to see how, and a lot of the stuff, like I, I guess it varies from state to state. Uh, is opening back up and I don't know. I'm not, I'm definitely not going in to eat in a restaurant for a, for a long time. No, it's going to be a while for me. I'm not ready this for shit. that. <laughs> this shit's just like, no. <clears throat> uh, eh. Don't you hear Peking is doing like cafeteria style? That's how they're going to exist. <laughs> you have like, I'm trying to imagine that. Yeah. 14 or 15 Chinamen like, you know, that lined up for every little thing. Run time, you're at run times. Run time. <laughs> you know, they have like, they have the hair dance and everything. Yeah. Oh, what you want? You want right? No, no, I'll stick your hand there, man, back in. No, no. No, you get what helping? You know, I'll no. I'll get your run time. You run, run time. There'll be people in there be like, you give me more. Just arguing with that, that one old sorry one tone. I usually get six or seven of them every time I go up there. Good to be. But yeah, yeah, movies as we know them. Like, here's my thought: they'll just probably keep recycling crap that they have shelved for like years. At this point, they'll probably go into the archives and some of these movies that probably were never going to be seen, and just pull them out and start releasing them. Yeah, it's uh. Brahms, the boy, too, going to make a return to theaters. I still can't believe that. Somebody was telling me that Katie Holmes stars. That's that's bad. That's so how, not great. I'm kind of going to see the, it now. Yeah. How the mighty have fallen now. Yeah. yeah. You don't fuck with Scientology, buddy. No. Because that's what happens. You end up yeah. in the boy, too. Yeah. That's you mess with Tom Cruise and Scientology, you cast in Brahms the boy too. <laughs> that, name, that name is just <laughs> screams like generic. I'm sorry, Katie Holmes. This is the last movie you're ever going to be in. <laughs> oh, God. I'll take it back. She'll be in those uh, Hallmark Christmas movies starting uh, this coming winter. That's true. You know, one, ones they make in She'll about be a week. In the, uh, the prom not to reboot. Be the lead in that. Yeah. 
So, uh, everybody, uh, let's see, got some comments here. John Cresop said blood diner on the big screen. That would be big. Yeah. Blood diner would be amazing. Okay. If they start doing that more, they about have to like grindhouse releasing style stuff. Yeah. I guess they can do that with some stuff. Like I can see them doing, uh, like Halloween or some of the bigger horror movies, Friday the 13th. Uh, series, stuff like that. Like, if they were to do, to me, I would think movie theaters around Halloween especially could do, like, marathons of the Friday the 13th films. Who wouldn't go see that? Like, you could see all eight Friday the 13th movies starting at, like, 10 a.m. in the morning, going the whole day. Here's the weird thing, man, that, like, one of the side effects of this happening is I've heard that, like, they're trying to restart drive-ins. As like, yeah, that's the safe way to go about it. I think. Yeah, like there's a lot of places that are rather than having movie theaters, or if they have movie theaters there, they're trying to turn it into like a drive-in, because that's one of the only ways you can do that anymore or watch movies like that anymore. Which right. would be amazing if that actually started to happen. Yeah, I, I was thinking about checking out the. Uh, is it the, I think it was called the Georgetown Drive-in that was in. It was right across the. Uh, bridge to from Louisville or whatever in Indiana. Yeah. Uh, seeing if they got anything cool planned in the next little bit. That would be a cool little trip. You know, I don't think Sarah's ever been to a drive in. So I was trying to remember what year was it we went to the one that was at, um, was it Horhound that was doing that or was it Louisville? It was Louisville, wasn't it? Yeah, that was when we, uh, screened, uh, it was Madman, but there was something. What the hell was it before Madman? It was, it was like one a, of the Halloween movies. I know that because Michael yeah. Myers was walking around like <laughs> like a dude in a Michael Myers uh, outfit was walking around. Maybe it wasn't Halloween. Though. Maybe it was just some fucking random dude scaring people in a Michael Myers mask. It, uh, but, yeah, I mean, Georgetown Drive-In, though, like that is the theater that we we screened that movie at and uh, – they showed like first run movies then too, though. Like, uh, earlier in the night they had, I think it was one of the GI Joe movies or something like that that was out at the time. And, um, yeah, but there was some, you're right. There was something else too. It's like a horror film that was, they were screaming besides that, but I can't remember what it is now. But anyway, it was yeah. awesome. I wish they would do more stuff like that. Yeah. There's no driving anywhere near here. Those, unfortunately, the, how it goes. Uh, let's see here. Colin Morris said, did you guys hear that Buddy Cooper is making the Mutilator 2? Listen, I love the Mutilator. I love the Mutilator as much as the next person, but my God, nobody has ridden out one film more than Buddy Cooper. That guy's constantly like, there's, they're still covering shit about the Mutilator. It's had like 15 editions since it didn't have any edition. And that guy is still like going strong on this mutilator kit. I have yet to purchase the mutilator on Blu-ray. That's only because I'm holding out for the 4K release. It's coming. Yeah. And I want the alternate fall break cut. That was everyone's been talking about for decades. But I wish Buddy the luck on that. He's a good guy. He's a friendly fellow. We interviewed him, but, uh, 
I, I see that coming out right after Madman Two comes out with Kurt Angle. Sorry, hey, Madman was actually featured on uh, Joe Bob's Drive in the new season. Oh, I yeah. didn't notice that. I was like, "What the shit? That's weird." Well, he did. Joe Bob shows a little bit of everything, though. He had uh, some shitty trauma movie or something on there. So, yeah, he's playing trauma shit. Anything can pop up on Joe Bob. Maybe End of the Pit could be on there. <laughs> I'd love to hear that review from him. This kid's going to college. God. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it riveting that some dumb hillbilly is thinking about going to college? <laughs> I never will forget that, though, man. I mean, I like Kelly, and I, I really do like Jim a lot. I like Kelly. But I never will forget, like, walking to your house, which, by the way, is just down, like, a side street, which at that right, time, right, anyway. Two, block, two blocks up or something like that. Yeah, which looks like, basically, that side street back there looks like a scene from Halloween or something. It's like a suburban area. And I never will forget, like, Kelly being like, won't you walk down there by the river? <laughs> like, but I wouldn't do that. I would never do you that. Had to, like, you had to get on a, a kayak, too, to go across <laughs> it was the just river. Like, just like to make it look like I was going through the forest or something to get to your house. <laughs> Oh, man, uh, it's the CK's house we go. Yeah, yeah. One thing that works, they maybe get on a four-wheeler, drive up there. No, we're, we're too backwards to have <laughs> four-wheelers here. That's such an odd world. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, let's see if anybody's got any questions or anything. We'll be on here for the next little bit, and uh, yeah, I'm just going through some of this stuff here. Somebody asked about one of the big topics that we're going to talk about on here. I'm trying to find it. Damn. Uh, let's see. All right, here's a quick question on here while I look for the other one. Tusk, the Kevin Smith movie. I th- did we talk about this at one point? I think we might have reviewed it. I think that I, I was going to say, I think that I liked it probably a lot more than you did. Because <laughs> I know you I, hated it. I wasn't. Kevin Smith, like, what was the last movie that he did that was worth a shit? Honestly, I, I thought... I thought it was Red State, if I'm being honest. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that one. That one's actually pretty good. But, like, his last run of, like, what has it been, like five or six movies? It, okay, if you go through them. Okay, he did he did uh, Red State, and he did uh, somewhere, I mean, he did Clerks 2 before he did Red State, which I thought Clerks 2 was pretty good. And then it got really bad. Like, I mean, it got progressively kind of worse. So he did Tusk, and he did that Yoga Hosers. And yeah, that was did, dollar, I bought that at Dollar Tree. <laughs> I don't remember when he did Cop Out, if it was before. I think it was before Red State, though. Yeah, Cop, Out, Cop Out. That was his big sellout movie. Should have called it Sellout. And then, oh, my God, like, 
what was the other one? There's one other one that's really bad in the middle of all that too. But yeah, they've. Well, the newest one is that Jay and Silent Bob reboot, which hasn't received anything but bad reviews from what I've seen. So it, I, I watched it. I actually uh, rented it just because I was like, how can this be bad? Like, right. how can you screw that type of movie up? It's like a Cheech and Chong movie or something. Oh, it's bad. It really is. Yeah. No, I've heard. I'll see here. John says Funeral Home is on Blu-ray. Oh. All right, here we go. This is into the meat and potatoes, baby. Uncle Bill, are you looking to pick up that Dawn of the Dead box set? And don't lie. Because uh, we, we all know that you're made of money, and you need that kind of money to buy that damn set. Okay. So, I mean, anybody that's familiar with the show knows that Dawn of the Dead is my favorite, not just favorite horror movie, but probably my favorite movie of all time. Um, I would love nothing more than to own that, but my God. Okay. For one thing, like I get on the side, I'm super psyched about it. I'm like, all right. I mean, you know, how much can it be? This company's releasing it, et cetera, et cetera. Number one, you can't order it from the company releasing it because that company's in the UK and they're only shipping to the UK. So that's problem number one. Problem number two is the only other website and you're the one talking about this that has it, it's like, it's $100. Now, that I can see paying for a box set, but this is not really a box, it's a box set, but it's not like a several movies. It's the it's the 4K transfer. It's three different versions of one movie. Of the same movie. And yeah. then the Blu-ray disc is region locked, from what I can understand. So... That's the extras disc. So I would be paying $100 for the 4K transfer of the movie, basically. And you get three uh, CDs with it, too. Audio disc. That's just... Jesus, man. Oh, God. <laughs> that's what I say, too. It ain't no count. Uh, that's, yeah, that's what everyone says whenever uh, you, know, you see 99.99 on a on a Blu-ray set, baby. I, I'll be honest with you. Like, I don't even agree a lot of times with Synapse, the way they price a lot of their steel books and stuff like that. Uh-huh. But $100? Jesus. Hey, God, you can see me. You broadcast live, baby. It's going in boobies. Live on the mothership. <laughs> so, uh, all right. But the set itself comes out in October. And I think the reason it's that high is they know that people are going to fucking buy it. And ultimately, yeah. at the end of the day, I'm going to make a prediction right now. I'm going to buy it, and you're going to buy it. You ain't going to be able to resist it. When you start seeing this shit come out, you're going to... Look at that box. It's it's a full box. You know, you're probably right, because just the packaging (laughs) alone, I'm kind of like, 
Yeah. And it's not like, what's the odds on something remotely like that? Like, basically, this is the ultimate collection on 4K and Blu-ray. It's pretty much what it is. It's remastered versions of a lot of that stuff that was released in that Anchor Bay set. By the way, did you ever hear the reason, because I thought this was hilarious as shit. Did you ever hear the reason why they're not releasing that domestically? Licensing? Richard Green. Yes, but the main reason is, for whatever reason, that dude spent $10 million on the 3D version of making Dawn of the Dead in 3D. And I don't know if you remember, but that actually was played, I think, at least one time at a convention somewhere. They showed the 3D version of it. But he spent $10 million on that, and he will not let them license it domestically unless they include that version on the Blu-ray. And 3D is... 3D, uh, Blu-ray's dead, by the way. Yeah. That's a dead format. That's, That's the reason. Yeah. That's not coming out here. Um, I mean, he wasted $10 million if he spent $10 million doing that because they don't make 3D uh, TVs anymore. Yeah, but, I mean, we need that version in our lives, according to Richard Rubens. So many stories about that guy, man. Like, and it would be that movie, by the way, that some douchebag like that has the rights and control over and just yeah. absolutely will not. What's funny is, is he owned the rights, I guess, to Creep Show and Day of the Dead and sold them to the Doodlesons. He didn't give a damn about them. Yeah. But just this one movie. No. I'm going to make <laughs> For whatever reason. Whatever it comes down to. Yeah. Like, I will say this. I mean, I love Romero, but he's had some of the shittiest, like, producers and management and everything surrounding his movies, man. Jesus. I wonder what uh, Chris Rowe's up to now. You don't hear his name anymore, hardly. No. I, God, mighty man. I wonder what any of those agents are doing right now that do those conventions. Like, I mean. <laughs> well, I guess- the, big, the big thing now is the, uh, they're, they're doing these uh, online experiences like these conventions are because they're like, oh, man, we ain't going to get to do these conventions. It's going to be years probably before that, you know, it goes back to the way it was, if ever. So they're doing I mean, these, a, these uh, meet and greets on Skype and Zoom and, and stuff like that. Like, hello, Henry Winkler. How are you, buddy? <laughs> it's good. To, it's good to meet you. I'm Skype. That was a whole... Multi, I'm serious when I say this too. That was, uh, even the, even if you just take the horror conventions, it's like a multi-million dollar industry that's basically completely shut down. Like there's no way they can do that. Mm-hmm. Just the whole idea that they're never going to be able to do that. Well, not anytime in the near future. No, it's, I think that, I think it will come back, but it's going to be very regulated. You know, they're going to, it's going to be back to the smaller shows and they're not going to be able to, like Nathan from Horrorhound is going to have to scale back big time. Um, yeah. Crowd wise, because it's just not going to, they're not going to allow it for a long time at least. So, I mean, I can't imagine it being like, um, 
anything other than one person at a time goes in there. You know? Yeah. And I don't and know like, if many celebrities are going to want to do that for a while either. Take, you may, that I mean, would take for fucking ever. Unless it's like, you know, the ones that are the regulars, like Kane Hodder and all that. You know they want to go back and do it, like Bill Mosley and guys like that. But um, anyway. Lord, yeah. Mr. Bombastic, either of you guys pick up anything from the recent Vinegar Syndrome sale. I picked up Madman Blu-ray, and he said, aren't you guys in uh, one of the features on that disc? I do believe we are. Yeah, that's the weird thing about it. We are on that. Yeah. Code Red, wasn't it? Was that Code Red? Yeah, Code Red had it, and then they were the ones that commissioned that documentary or whatever. Wait, were there ones? Yeah, I think it was Code Red. Uh, and then Vinegar Syndrome, I guess, bought out a lot of the Code Red titles because those two guys are brothers, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, it's a documentary that's on there about Madman, and uh, we're one of the one of the people that discuss it. And there's a in there a feature on there with you talking about all the Madman memorabilia you have and everything too. Yeah, I think that's part of the documentary as well. Maybe I don't. Yeah. I can't remember. But uh, yeah, that was one. I guess that was 2010, 2011, whenever they made that. So that's kind of old now. Boy, that guy was crazy, though. God bless his heart. Love him. Who? Uh, what was his name? Bill. Oh, Bill Olson. Bill Olson. Yeah. Yeah, he's. I remember that was one of those guys. Thank God he didn't have our actual cell phone number. He kept calling and leaving messages on Skype after we did our interview with him. He was like, uh, yeah, you might want to leave this one part out here. Uh, that I said in that interview, blah, 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 whatever. And I'm like, you think I'm going to fucking hear this shit? <laughs> Especially for you. <laughs> Crazy ass. That I, guy I, I, actually, I actually did buy a couple things from that sale, though. I was looking at my uh, receipt here to tell you, because one of them's fucking hilarious. I got the uh, Not Trained to Tear limited edition Blu-ray. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Everybody's got something to do. Everybody's got something to do. Yeah. yeah. I bet that's going to look great in HD. <laughs> <laughs> I had to, man. Well, that was about getting, I end up not getting it, and I'll just wait. It's a rad that's coming out. They had that one on sale, too. They got spookies on there. Spookies. Spookies. I was going to mention that, like, I, as I was looking through that stuff, I was like, because you remember Scott Goldberg had the guy, um, Peter Icello or whatever. Do you remember yeah. that guy? That he he did movies and stuff with him, and he was one of the one of the stars of Spookies. I'd found out that he passed away a couple of years ago, and I didn't know anything about that. He was a pretty nice guy. I think we we talked to him a couple of times. It's like I was saying though on the Facebook thread that like. Apparently, we've talked to a lot of people that I have no memory of, even like bigger name people. I don't remember anything yeah. about the Sid Haig interview. I don't remember doing it. Like, I don't know what the hell happened. It must have been one of the first couple of interviews we ever did because it was. I just don't remember it. Yeah, all, the, uh, all of the uh, people in that flyer 
was like early 2006, I think. Uh, because that flyer was, I've got a weird memory about shit like this and I, certain things I can't remember at all, but we had made that flyer for the first ever Fright Night Film Fest. And that was, uh, in like September of 2006. So, uh, it had to be early 2006. I know, uh, a lot of the, like Tom Savini and I think, um, Felissa Rose, those were some of the very, very first interviews we ever did. I remember the first one that we ever did was the dude that was in, uh, Friday part three, the chiropractor. Oh, yeah. I can't remember. Paul Crack. Paul Crack. Yeah. I know that's the first one, man. I do know that. Yeah. I think Scott Goldberg actually got us in touch with him too. That was, uh, yep. But, you know, I kind of get nostalgic and look up some of these people on Facebook, and I think Scott is actually doing, like, wedding videos and stuff. Now, I don't know if he's actually making movies anymore. He's married, has a kid. Yeah, he's doing photography and stuff. I didn't see that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but, yeah, let's, let's continue on here. When is the shoot interview? We'll shoot right now. When is the shoot interview? I think we've all, I think our whole career has been a shoot interview. Yeah. I think like if we ever get to the point to where we'll do a Patreon, we can do like a monthly shoot interview where we just do one topic and like rip something to shreds. Like we could do, I don't want to even say, but. I just think it'd be interesting to do that. Break it up, baby. You mean like pick one topic? One topic, like it's the, uh, the monthly shoot and dissect it, do 15, 20 minutes on it. And, uh, y'all get the real story. God. There's been some crazy shit, man. I wanted to mention, uh, have you been watching any wrestling lately? Any, uh, very, very little. I just, uh, I can't do the no crowd shit. I know AEW is supposed to have like a really good show, uh, the last double or nothing pay per view, but yeah, I watched well, it. I, I was hoping you would watch it this past, uh, Wednesday. They did a, um, they had a, like a segment with Mike Tyson and Chris Jericho. <laughs> I did hear about that though. Yeah. You should totally watch that. Like, I don't know if Mike Tyson was, of course, we all know he's kind of nuts anyway, but like his, some of his responses to what Jericho was saying was just, just weird. It was almost like he was high on something. He's high all the time right now. I know that because he owns yeah. a marijuana dispensary or something. But, um, WWE, I think Raw, um, at least over the last couple of weeks, has had like record low ratings and they keep breaking the record almost every week. So you're not the only one as far as the, and they changed it up this past Monday. They actually had some of the, uh, performance center guys standing out like they were almost just to have, you know, noise. Yeah. Uh, there. So they're taking that from AEW a little bit. So, and that seemed to help some. But this time of year, especially like the last, 
like end of the summer is always bad anyway. And with this COVID bullshit, no crowd and anything and all that, it's making it worse. There's just something about watching that, especially the way WWE was doing it, where you could hear everything, like everything that was being said in the ring, everything that was, you know, every, and it just kind of constantly reminded me that things were not right. Like there needs to be some sort of audience to distract from just everything that's going in there. I'm thinking like hopefully soon they'll be able to at least have a few fans at like the performance center and kind of just grow from that. I mean, I don't know how it's going to be regulated or whatever, but I think that's how they'll go. They'll go from like performance center to really, really small arenas and kind of gradually be able to get, you know, to the regular size arenas that they usually are at, but it's probably going to be a while. I hope so. Jesus. Uh, Let's see here. Do y'all think the new Friday the 13th will ever be made? Eventually. Yeah, not anytime anytime soon, but... uh, Holy shit, we have... We have somebody from Poland. <laughs> I will greet you. Wow. Hello, Mr. Uh, Patrick from Poland. That is disturbing. We're big overseas. Uncle Bill always have been. Ever since hell. Always had a large, fo- large following in Australia, too. Like, that was the weirdest thing. <laughs> like, it was... Yeah. We used to keep track of it. Like, of course, most of uh, audiences from the United States and there's some from Canada. And number three was always Australia. <laughs> Why not? Really? Oh, no. I have no idea. Yeah. Australia, ye love tape. That's New Zealand. But... Oh. Bullshit right says, awesome to see you guys doing content again. Would there have been a Dead Pit revival had it not been for the COVID shutdown? I seriously doubt it, honestly. Like, it was just one of those things where it's like, you know what? Thanks, shit else, like, going on, and we don't have anything. It's it's funny fucking think about it. Us doing this now, we're doing it for the same reason we started doing the show <laughs> to begin with. There's what nothing That's else. True. And, yeah. Yeah, I mean, oddly enough, just the timing of it all, like, I had the itch even before the COVID thing started. And just the timing of it, the way it worked out, I mean, it worked out. And the the sad thing is, though, and somebody mentioned this, too. Dead Pit technically was around for about two or three years on, like, life support almost. And Life gets in the way, you know. I mean, you you got you got full time jobs, you got kids, stuff like that. Um, but I and and you know, you, you, your mind gets thinking about stuff. And he had said that if we had stuck to doing the show like we had in the first, I don't know, four or five years, that we probably would have been able to make a living at it eventually. And I, I really do believe that. I mean, it, I think that 
maybe our timing wasn't the best. Had we started the show five years later or something like that, it may would have worked out because a lot of this stuff that's around now wasn't around when we were doing the show, like Patreon and, um, you know, all the revenue and stuff you can get through YouTube. It, I think you know, here's the part that I, I think that's partially true, but I think that we would have had to gone to video, like almost like a Joe Rogan kind of thing at some point. Yeah. And in order to do that, we'd have had to like, it would have had to been a full-time job. Like you'd have had to like edit, you know, video and do all that. And then all the graphics and the website and it would have been like, crazy. I think we yeah. may have, could have done that if that's all we did. But, right. I mean, yeah. that's the thing, like, when we did it, a lot of people don't understand that. Um, it was pretty much a full-time job, like, for me, I was editing the shows, I, and me and you both were trying to get interviews every week. It wasn't like every other week. For the first couple of years, it was every week we had somebody lined up. Sometimes we would plan ahead, like, we would have four or five interviews in the can. Um, so it was a lot of work doing that. And, um, you know, I mean, I think that we did pretty good for ourselves regardless either way. But, I can't uh, imagine yeah. trying, honestly though, man, like even if all this other stuff wasn't going on, can you imagine trying to go back and do all that again like that? Cause I can't. No. Well, now you've got, um, like just the way technology's moved since then, you've got technology that can help you do a lot of it a lot easier. You know, you can actually record the interviews through Skype now and go back and edit them later. And most of most of the content that's out there is not even edited now. Like the video content and stuff. It's just that's live true. like this. So I see dumbasses on Facebook that like make money just doing like streams of them playing Mortal Kombat. That's it. I know. I know. I'm actually thinking about doing that for the Friday the 13th video game, but I've got to wait until the next Friday the 13th, which I think that's like in November. Yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of those. There's probably a thousand of them of people just stream video game. Uh, Let's see here. I do kind of agree with that now that he puts it that way. Yeah. But Jesus Christ, dude. That would have been such a it have been a job. The thing is, though, if you get big enough, you get people to do the, all the actual work for you. <laughs> you can just be the personality. So we'd had staff. Is that what yeah. <laughs> all the dead pit staff. <clears throat> oh, let's see. Angry Popcorn TV. He's got a couple questions here. What's your favorite whiskey? I know what yours is, but go ahead. I haven't. To be honest with you, I haven't drunk uh, alcohol in a long time. I had a bad experience about four years ago, and it kind of scared me off of it. Where I, I mean, I'll drink it every once in a while, but back in the day, it was probably uh, Jägermeister, but no more. I haven't had that in four years. <laughs> I would say a Red Ball is probably my go-to. Yeah. That's kind of weird. Yeah. Um, I don't really have a favorite whiskey. I always fucking hated whiskey, to be honest. And the only thing I hate worse than whiskey is absinthe. 
Uh, I will say that for certain. But I, I'm much more of a, if I want to drink anything like that, it's going to be tequila. I remember uh, it was at that horror hound show when we first got. <laughs> I knew, I knew I shouldn't have said absinthe because I knew what was coming. Introduced to the absinthe, and I remember. And let me tell you something. Jim Bett Jr., if you're going to get absinthe, you take it from Jim Bett Jr. because he's getting that shit imported or it's got that illegal shit in it, whatever you can. But I remember Uncle Bill's face that next morning. You, he, had lo- he looked like somebody punched him right in the head. <laughs> I'm going to be. Yeah, I've got to wait a little while to sober back up before I'm going to drive. And he walked around. We walked around that convention for like two or three more hours. And then eventually you got up and there nerve to drive home. There's no way I could do that now, man. That like I would never recover. But I mean, it's funny because have you ever heard of anybody like that had a good time or I mean like a, that didn't black out on absinthe? Like if you started drinking and then you start drinking absinthe, like there's never. You're not, you're just not going to be okay. It's a, different, it's a different experience. That's for damn sure. Oh, uh, that's also when we met the dime bag guy. It's such a weird, because when you're drunk and a bunch of other people are drunk, like all of these weird kind of grindhouse-esque people come out of the woodwork and like these characters and you just have these experiences with them that you would never normally have in any other situation. Do you remember the guy that is the same night was walking around with a lamb chop puppet thing, grabbing girls by their tits <laughs> with it? No, I didn't remember that. You remember that? No. That was just another I example. Remember. I do remember this, though. I don't think... Lamb- what was the... Uh, Cherry Thump was her name. She had that little kid's show back in the day. Oh, uh, with the lamb yeah. chop put. That's what I was talking about. Yeah. Sherry, what the hell? I'm never going to be able to think of it. Oh, oh, it don't matter. But, but yeah, what were you saying? I mean, I remember a lot of times at those conventions where it was always an amazing time, but you know, three or four o'clock in the morning and you're stumbling around like walking from room to room and there's, Weird thing about conventions and alcohol is there's always cool shit that happens around like alcohol. Like for instance, like um, Dugan, when we met him for the so first. If you get around Dugan, you get around alcohol. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, that was the thing. He had a bunch of Heineken stashed in like a briefcase or something that he carried into his room, and that was right. the first time I ever met him. He was just like, "Hey, you want to come in here and get one of these?" Yeah. John Dugan's a good guy, but. Damn, man! I hope he's straightened up a little bit. Oh yeah, you can't you can't drink like that forever. But <laughs> that's the thing. Can, that's that's kind of I hate to say this, especially if anybody out there is an alcoholic. But that's kind of the universal in at a convention is the party and the alcohol, because with that you get to meet the people and you actually get to talk to them and like you know. The, the things that they won't ever normally tell you or, or like stories that you want to know, you'll actually get to hear. Mm-hmm. And that's really the only way because they sure fuck ain't going to do it for free. 
Uh, let's see. Any memories of the Dead Pit Forum? Classic times on there. Yeah, I have mainly good memories from the forums. Probably one of the craziest things that ever happened was the whole Fulci fan Terra. Uh, yeah, that's probably the most legendary thing that ever happened. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if legendary is the word, but yeah. Well, infamous. Yeah, that's the word. Uh, we, like, I don't think you were at this show, but we crossed paths at a show that he was at. The I think it was the first... Uh, Maybe it might have been the uh, one of the Cincinnati Whorehounds or something like that. I can't remember, but he was there, and I saw him, but I didn't go up to him or anything. But yeah, Fulcher Fantara was this heavy set, balding, middle aged man that pretended to be a woman with me one time on the uh, <laughs> email. I'll never ever understand that. It was kind of like catfish before that even became like a thing. I don't know why that guy pretended to be like a hot goth woman. I don't know why he picked us to do that with. I don't understand any of it. Yeah. There's, man, there's, you remember Dr. Blood? There's been so many just like fucked up people. Like, I don't, forums like that just attracted like the underbelly of trolls. Just yeah, it really like the internet is not like it was then. Like it was almost like um, some of those forums is almost like the wild, wild west. They were not moderated really at all, other than you know the people that you know me and you, which we didn't pay attention to most of that shit, and we yeah. let it run for a while for so long, it kind of destroyed itself. So yeah, they kind of, I mean, forums in general kind of just died anyway too, though, like yeah. message boards. But yeah, I put all that stuff back up. It's still on there. If people want to go back and try to search for it, it's on there. But yeah, I mean, as far as the, some of the traffic that was on that forum was crazy at one point in time. So yeah, a lot of good times on there. Uh, Steve Dash, I remember he did sign up for the forum and posted on there a couple of times. He's a really cool guy. Um, Blake Paris said, how many of the old Halloween spooky spectacular songs from back in the day do you actually remember? Oh God. Um, the, my favorite one for some <laughs> reason was like, that. um, wasn't it called spooky dookie? <laughs> yes. Something yeah. like well, something like that. Yeah. And then, I mean- uh, Basically, every year it was the same kind of theme. We just had to incorporate Spooky into something. Gonna get Spooky tonight. That's what it was. Just some variation of that, yeah. Um, there was one, I think it was the last year that we did it. It was, uh, it was the tractor song, Boogie Woogie Choo Choo Train, but it was something spooky, spooky. <laughs> I can't remember. But the last year that we did that, all those songs were flat out freaking killer. Like they were just, cause I remember that. I was like, damn, there's no way. And we didn't do it again after that was the last year that we did it. And we had a song called, uh, 
was it called November? I think it's called November first or something like that. About how sad you are after Halloween's was, over with. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. So, I remember like actually working on those songs that year a lot more too than we ever did before. Like we were actually trying to like like we were producing. Yeah, I think we a couple of different nights actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so let's see here. Jesus Christ, there's some names I haven't seen in quite a while. Oh wow! Hundred eighty-eight, Raven Jericho. Yeah, I, I definitely I remember your artwork. Uh, he did a lot of that artwork that we used back in the day. Um, probably the coolest one that I can think of is the Creep Show. Um, Kind of play off the creep show artwork with uh, Colonel Sanders in the back of the instead of the you know the creep. Yep. Oh, that guy's an amazing artist and appreciate all that stuff over the years, man. It was awesome. And he did the um, the Facebook the Dead Pit Universe thing too, where it was a play off of the John Cena. Um, oh yeah, yeah. The- yeah. yeah. Somewhere I've got a pillow with that on it, actually. Yeah, I do too. I think you, your mom stitched this. I think I've still got it in there. Yeah. Oh, let's see. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I've still got Scab Boy on Facebook, but he don't really. I don't know if he just got out of collecting or what. I know he's still into horror and stuff, but he doesn't really, I don't see any of that anymore. It's weird so. though. Like I've got a lot of people on Facebook that I've kept on there for like years. And a lot of people that were like heavy into it, like us, you don't, they don't ever really even talk about stuff like that anymore. I've noticed. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a few, there's probably 20% or something that are like diehard. They're never going to. Um, I tried to talk to uh, uh, J-Dog from J-Dog's DVD Dungeon back in the day in the Cannibal, uh, the Cannibal Frock podcast. Um, and, you know, he kind of, like, I was like, it'd be cool if you could join us. I was going to do the, uh, when we were doing the collection thing, I was going to see if he could come on there just for a little bit, you know. And he was like, I've got all my stuff in storage, man. I don't have any, I don't really have anything to show. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, it's, I can see how people would get out of it. I mean, it's an addicting hobby. I haven't really bought any new horror posters or anything in years and years, but there's not really any that I'm looking for that I can afford, at least. No. I always wanted to get that Jaws one sheet, but that thing's too high for my blood. I get, I go up and down with it. Like, I'll go a year without buying anything related to horror whatsoever. And then the next three or four months, I'll buy shit every week. I don't know what it is, like, but I just, I get back into it. I don't remember. We've got another one here from Blake. I don't remember this. We might have to go back and listen to this. Uh, y'all did a guest appearance by Joe Diffie called I Saw Enough About Jigsaw Having Tapes <laughs> Up His Ass. <laughs> what? I don't remember that. That sounds like something we do, though. It's Joe Diffie and Jigsaw tapes up his ass. That does sound like something that we would do. Yeah. Uh, a tribute to the late great Joe Diffie. 
Uh, let me see. I, wasn't there a song called like I've Seen Enough or something like that? Probably. We got, see, we did that for like three years, three, that style for like three or four years. And we had three or four songs on each, each one. So I need to go back and check that, check that stuff out and see. But yeah, I just mainly remember last year just because I guess that was the one we were kind of most proud of. And, uh, some of the songs on it were fucking, I wanted to listen to that tractors. Um, what the hell? How did it even go? I can't remember. Spooky, spooky. Was that spooky dookie? Man, I, I don't remember. know. Like I said, every year there was some sort of spooky themed song that like had spooky yeah. in it 1700 times. I did, uh, and we, I may hold out until the fall, but I will say this. Jigger has been found. Oh, God. Um, Metal Luna Zombie, do you guys still have the DVD where the Halloween art, but it's in red, and I think it was a fan film? That was uh, David Guzman's Haddonfield. Yeah. yeah. And I still have copies of that somewhere. I uh, saw a see. picture. I think, I don't, I think Goose posted it. A picture of uh, Dick Warlock wearing the Haddonfield shirt. And I can't yeah, remember I what picture. I'm a Haddonfield shirt somewhere in there. I think I, uh, when we moved last time, I found it. It's like a, because Goose was so funny back in the day, like he would get deals on shit. And you would think Haddonfield, Halloween movie, it should at least be either black or orange, the shirt, but it was like blue. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, navy blue is the cheapest color we can get. Fuck it. <laughs> it's like us, some of them shirts too, though, really. Yeah. I'll see here. Uh, movie question here. I watched Yellow Brick Road after you guys mentioned it. I kind of liked it. And then the movie ended and I realized I had no idea what I watched. So that kind of sums it up. That's a normal response, yeah, to that movie. Yeah. It's like a, uh, David Lynch almost. Like you, you watch it and like it's, you're drawn in by it, but then by the end of it, you're like, what? What the fuck is any of that? Just not very. Here's another one that I kind of forgot about, but yeah, I I have fond memories of this now. Remember when you guys left a message on Eli Ross voicemail? Yes, I do. Yes, I do remember that. Oh, it was great. You remember, like, he actually. Who gave us the phone number? Can you remember? I'd say, yeah, I, I can remember, but I'd say we probably shouldn't say. Okay. You can tell me after we, uh, I can't remember exactly. I think it was one of two people that I don't want to say. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, but he, 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 we were actually on his radar for a while. I know this because there was some, when we posted the, the film, The Road to Hostel 2, mm-hmm. I know that he saw it. Because he, he yeah. either commented on it or something like, but I, I know yeah, that I can't remember. Um, there was um, someone had met him at some sort of signing or something, and they had a dead pit shirt on, and he had thought that they were with us or something like that. 
and he had I think he'd commented on it. I think that was the that was the deal to him and he had told us whoever that was that had met to good old Eli. I, He's still somehow movies and shit though. How? He I, did that Death Wish movie. I'd love to be like just to be at a convention or anything with him. Just to be like well, back then, because I'm sure there'd be nothing now. Just be like, uh, if he if he knew about all that shit and just kind of his thoughts, because you know, Ove, who's who was in a similar kind of category with him, he was actually featured in the end of the pit, and it was awesome. Yeah. And I kind of wanted the same thing. Unfortunately, Uva is no longer making movies that I know of. I've not heard anything. Maybe he is. Maybe he's making them in Scandinavia or wherever the hell he's from. No, but, he's making uh, uh, German Cougarant now. I'll see here. Which Rob Zombie Halloween movie do you like the most? One or two? I think that's easy choice. Neither one of them are great, but if I had to pick, I would say one was... A lot better than two. Yeah, that's a horrible question, though. In and of the fact of like, that's like, which one do you like better? You know, slavery or the Holocaust? Yeah. I don't. <laughs> would, would you rather eat shit or drink piss? Yeah. I guess. I guess I'd pick one, two. Yeah. I mean, I. Oh. Zelda. I'm, Hold on a second. I'm going to have to beat some what? children. I'm kidding. I don't beat children. It's, it's almost midnight. I know. Hey, Tiny. Turn that down, honey. Way, way down. It ain't, it ain't bothering me. It's, uh, it was making me feel like I was in the, uh, the shire or something. Honestly, though, she's on a Zelda kick, and that's it's like 24-7 Zelda something. Has she ever beaten the original Legend of Zelda on the NES? I don't even think she knows what that is. The The earliest one that she's played, which she loves right now, is Ocarina of Time, which who doesn't love that, man? Like, that's like one of the best overall video games ever. Um, I don't think I've ever played that Zelda game. You're going to laugh at me, but I don't think I've ever played it. On the, That was on the N64, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. and then uh, Breath of the Wild is the new one. Which is on the Switch. Yeah. yeah, I've heard all good things about that. Still haven't gotten it, but uh, I love the the first Legends of Zelda and then Link to the Past on the SNES. I remember uh, burning that up back in the day. Uh, yeah, let's so see. Go go ahead. What? I was just gonna say they're all like every Zelda game I've ever played has been great. I haven't really played a bad one. Here's another one that's, uh. <laughs> what the? <laughs> oh, there it is. But I got I a big mouth. I didn't even notice that. I wouldn't even thought it. Oh, let's see here. Uh, CK, didn't you sell a film print to Tarantino? Well, kind of. I can give you the backstory on that. Um, I, after all this, um, I, I, I stocked up on film prints. Uncle Bill knows this. I had, because we were doing those screenings at uh, the Strand, and I was stocking up for future 
you know, I probably had nine or 10 different movies at one time. Oddly enough, the one that, uh, the new Beverly cinema <clears throat> in Hollywood got was a Hulk Hogan movie called Santa with muzzles. And, um, it was his assistant that purchased it. Yeah. yeah. It was an assistant. It wasn't technically him, but yes, it was, uh, his theater and, uh, in Hollywood that I sent it to. I mean, at one time or another, man, you actually did have some amazing 35 millimeter prints in terms of the rarity of them and everything, which would even probably be more rare now. Yeah. But the bad thing about that is, is the, the prices on all that is drop because you can't really play those anymore anywhere unless you, <clears throat> you know, you're somebody like Tarantino that owns these theaters. Most of these theaters now just have the digital projection. They don't have the 35 millimeter anymore. So it's still pretty awesome. It was like a piece. Of, and also I remember just like the space issues because each one of those films has like, it could have between, from what I remember, like two to four or five like canisters, like huge fucking canisters of film. And where are you going to put them in a regular, you know, house or either? What pissed me off is like some of the stuff that we had that we never did get to show. Because when you get this stuff in, like Terminator 2, I had that. We were going to start doing a, a like just regular, you know, non-horror movies. And that was the first one that we were going to do. Terminator 2 was like, that movie's like two and a half hours long or something like that. And it was, I think it was three of those canisters. So I had to haul that shit back and forth to the post office and didn't get to show it. And there was a lot of other ones too. Like we had, uh, we had Prom Night. We had The Shining. We had, um, I think we had Total Recall and never get to show it. Um, Friday yeah, I mean, the 13th was, part. I remember it was going to be as if like it was almost like an Appalachian version of those, you know, Alamo Draft House themes. We were going to have like themes where you had like a sci fi kind of theme and you had, or you had like a, uh, you know, action theme or a Western theme, whatever the case is. And centered yeah. around certain dates and things. It would have been amazing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, the thing is, is like the strand was closed technically, but they were going to keep the lights and stuff on just for our screenings. That was the, that was the idea until we got, you know, a cease and desist, uh, for one particular movie that, Still to this day, I hate that movie now just because of what happened. I cannot sit and enjoy that movie anymore. No, because you just know the bullshit behind it, the people behind it, which, again, were producers, which very, yeah. you know, scum of the earth kind of people. So um let's see if we've got anything else here. Uh Oh, yeah, we did find out about this. We got another Mac and Me post. Mac and Me is out on Blu-ray, Uncle Bill. <laughs> Shout, Shout Factory. Factory. Uh, somebody told me about this, and I'm going to, I'm, I think I'm going to get it and review it. You've got to. 
I remember seeing Mac and Me in the theater when it when it came out back in the day. Really? Like I think I, I think I was six or seven years old, and I remember thinking as a and as a kid, I liked everything. I enjoyed anything that I saw in the theater. I thought No Holes Barred was a damn masterpiece. But yeah, I remember as a kid. Man, this sucks. What the fuck is this? Shit? <laughs> I mean, I stay bad at six. That would have been cool, but. Um, yeah, I mean, I was like, what's wrong here? I mean, this is, that doesn't, that just looks like somebody in a little mask that you can get at like, you know, Halloween store or something. Yeah. I had a similar reaction to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, where even though I was probably seven or eight when that movie came out, maybe eight or nine, uh, I still knew that the shit with Vanilla Ice was fucking ridiculous. (laughs) You're just watching that stuff, and you're like, wow, that's really lame. <laughs> Even as a kid. Uh, let's see here. I don't know how much longer you want to go. We're, we've still got questions popping up. Well, let's just see what they are. <laughs> All right. Which sequelitis oh, do Jesus you Some of these names, man, I haven't even thought about in years now. Sequelitis. That was when we would like, I guess the front, like we did Children of the Corn, I think was one where it just did not deserve, and it, they're still making sequels for that. Well, Amityville was another one. It's funny that you mentioned that because I actually bought this and I questioned my sanity for buying it, but it might be one that's kind of similar to that. Uh, the Wishmaster Collection. From Vestron. Do you realize? I really- do you realize though yeah. there are four Wishmaster movies? I thought there was two. Like for the longest time. Oh. That's weird because I thought there was three. Like I didn't it with the third one, uh Andrew Devoff was was he in all of them? Hold on, I'll tell you. <laughs> uh they, I think that they were they replaced him in or something. Let's see. He was definitely in the first two. And get this, the director after the first two, his name is Chris Angel. I don't, think, I don't think it's the same Chris Angel, although it might be. But I don't think so, though. But part four is called The Prophecy Fulfilled. Part three is Beyond the Gates of Hell. Yeah, oh, well, geez. you can do Wishmaster be a good one, and wasn't there way too many Warlock movies back in the day too? Yes, which I actually also bought that set. That'll be coming in soon. <laughs> I swear to God, dude, you say what you want, but Warlock—at least the first one was fucking amazing. Like I remember loving that movie when I was twelve uh, or whenever it came out. Um, been a long time since I rock and rolled with Warlock one. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember ever watching Warlock two though. Let's see. Uh, peanut butter solution. You need to get that one, Uncle Bill, from Severin. I saw that that was out on like Blu-ray, and I was like, oh, "Jesus, that is a fucking bizarre movie to just throw out like that." But yeah, it's got two different Blu-ray releases. So I've got one that came out in Canada. I haven't got the uh, the Severin one yet, but I probably will pick it up because it's peanut butter solution. You know. I mean, if they've got rad in 4K, anything's possible. 
Uh, let's see. Did either of you get the Arrow release of Lucky McKee's The Woman? Uh, that's a kind of surprise that that one's come out on. Like, if I'm not mistaken, is May is not out on Blu-ray, is it? It's got to be, man. I don't if, think it is. It's got to be. If it man. is, it's just some basic release because I. That's one movie that I've been wanting to watch. I mean, I guess I could watch the DVD of it again, but that's a great movie too. I and mean, then, some of the. It, here's the weird thing. Like, I think there's even more companies now releasing like these, you know, BS kind of titles than there ever was when we were doing the show. Like, there's so many different ones that are releasing stuff that I haven't even heard of. <laughs> what the fuck is Creepy, crappy movie reviews theme song, boss. <laughs> yeah. I walk away, man. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> uh, let's see. Anybody know, this is from Travis Goheen, what Miko Macabre is up to these days. She still has people. She needs, that's one, one girl that needs to come back and do a, do a series of, let me tell you something. Now people can say what they want to about Dead Pit. We could have made money doing this. If she would have continued doing that, she would have definitely made money doing that sort of thing. But she's making money doing what she's doing now because I think she, I think she's a lawyer. Really? Yeah, she was going. She last time I heard she was going to law school. Uh, so I would say by now that she's a lawyer. Plot twist and a bombshell tonight, folks. Yeah, I see that coming. Yeah. No, I think you're exactly right. That's like one person where one of maybe a handful of people I can think of where we saw them, we saw something that could have been like mainstream mm-hmm. famous, but never was. Yeah, the production of that stuff was great too. Like the stuff that she was doing at that time, and we're talking 10 years ago or however long it was, um, it was kind of way ahead of its time, and she would have she would have made money doing that if she would have continued on. I think somebody else, though, man, that I've always been like, how did this guy not, like, break over as Patrick Ray? Like, he yeah. could have been, been doing those creep show episodes, like, something like that. Easily. He was doing that. Yeah, he'd be perfect for that sort of thing. He actually sent us a link to, uh, I'll send it to you, to um, one of his newer, he's still doing the short movies, you know, like he always did. Um uh, but yeah, he's still at it, still making movies and stuff, so that's good. But yeah, he's another one that just has got a crazy amount of talent. Oh, let's see here. Jesus Christ, I'm still trying to keep up with all these. Bradley Taylor, my sincere condolences to the Child's Play franchise after having a fake Chucky movie, which was Child's Play from last year. He's one of the very few people that's, and I still have to review that movie, by the way, but I haven't watched it yet. I really wish I could explain to you how bizarre it is, but I think you just have to watch it. Because there's no, there's no way to. Uh, Grande 
Graveyard says uh, there's a German release of May on Blu-ray, but I believe that's it. I also know The Woods is on Blu-ray. Yeah, I knew that one was on there for sure. If I and to me, I mean, I I like The Woods and everything and um, The Woman, but May is the best movie that he he made. I think. I think so too. That uh, Lionsgate was the ones that released it initially, if I'm not mistaken. So. That would be one that I would think that Screen Factory would be licking their chops on to get a hold of, you know. Yeah, it's a little-known movie that it'd be right up there, alley, like a... <clears throat> It'd definitely be better than fucking, what was that? They've announced a few lately. Like Ghost Ship, I think, was the one. <laughs> like a collector's yeah. edition of Ghost Ship. Some of this stuff, man, is just getting like, yeah, it's a little bit exploitative of fans, I think. But people are willing to pay $30 for a fucking Blu-ray of ghost shit, so God bless them. That's true. I have seen Red as well. I mean, that's a, that's a good movie, too. It's been a long time since I've seen that, but. Yeah, we were on a Lucky McKee trip there for a while. Yeah, and he did um, Roman, which he was the actor in it, and I think it's a similar story. Uh, to May. Uh, yeah, Angela Bettis was the director, and he was the star in it. I've actually got a signed copy of that that we got through Dead Pit somehow or another from them. Yeah, yeah, I still have my copy of it, too. That's an underrated movie nobody talks about. All right, well, I believe um, anything else you want to mention on here? It's almost midnight, and your kid's still on sleep, buddy. What in the hell? We say he ruled the household. If you want to be honest about it, what the fuck are they going to be doing? They ain't going to school ever again, so <laughs> just let them stay up. But I do have to go to work tomorrow, so y'all can kiss my ass. I did buy this. I have to go work tomorrow, too, but I have to work right here at this exact spot. <laughs> fuck you. I ain't going nowhere. I got a good deal on this on eBay somehow or another, uh, and I bought this. I know this ain't your favorite. Popcorn. Yeah, it's the steel book. Uh, Synapse. You just been buying shit left and right. 4K, son of a bitch. It's actually pretty cool on the inside. Now, this is a movie I remember watching over and over again at like a friend's house when it came out. It's one of them bizarre movies where you just get into it and nobody else really knows about it. And then it kind of faded to obscurity until Synapse. And you remember when that was like the huge thing though was popcorn coming out? Like, there was this list of three or four movies where everybody was like, it's got to come out on DVD or Blu-ray and all this stuff. And that was, like, number one on a lot of people's list. Whatever happened, and, you know, Popcorn, there was a lot of controversy when that, whenever that came out. I remember about, like, there was a GoFundMe for it and all that yep. uh, initially. And I can't remember the details, but, yeah. Um, do you remember, didn't Synapse announce, and this has never come out, it was the Kindred from the eighties, the horror movie, like the creature feature type movie. Yeah. And nothing like they announced that they had bought the, bought the rights to it, but it never, like, I don't know if they just couldn't find the elements, but it never, ever did come out. And it's been like 10 years ago is whenever they announced that. That's a good question for Slippy. They were talking to him again. It's like, what the hell happened with that? Uh Oh, here's another one. People would pay 40 bucks for a steel book of Frankenstein's bloody nightmare. <laughs> that's I swear to God, that's true, man. Like, <laughs> the whole steel book shit 
has really gone crazy. Like it's really gotten out of hand. And the collector's editions and the special editions and the lithogram editions and the media books and the whatever the fuck all these things are now. Yeah. But that's very true. So uh yeah, I guess we're gonna call it a night. It's almost midnight. So we will uh, we've had a quite a crowd. The crowd grew quite a bit over the last couple of or hour and a half or so. We appreciate everybody joining us and uh I guess until next time you can go to bed and let Tiny play The Legend of Zelda in there for the next four hours. Ocarina of Time. Let's not, that's not kid each other. She's going to be playing it when you wake up in the morning. <laughs> what? Right, I right. Right. Howdy. All right. Well, we will catch you guys on the flip side and uh, check out our website, like, comment, subscribe, Ring that notification bell. I'm kidding. <laughs> you thought I was being serious. I did. Right. I don't think the notification bell's even there anymore. But Probably not. Anyway, we'll catch you guys next time over at the original Horror Talk Radio website. Big Y'all come back now, you hear?